Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul Podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. Today's show, today is the 19th of February. It is a Friday. I love Fridays, and I am going to go on a short road trip with my daughter today, and we're going to renew our licenses and get that kind of stuff done, and it'll be so nice to just get out and drive somewhere far. And so we're going to have fun with that, I hope. But today is Questions. And I have a question. It's a two-parter. The first part came to me Wednesday. Second part came to me on Thursday. So let's start and see where we go with this. Hi, Nadia. I, um, I have an experience I would like to reflect on. I said no to mom, and she was giving me a guilt trip. I noticed and stepped steps remained firm so she was firm but I felt guilty as if I was mistreating her isn't that what we're taught about no like we're hurting them because we've said no it's about us saying no not us needing a boundary Um, let's see where and all I did was I said I don't want to talk about this subject it has been too emotional for me between my partner and I. And she was so upset. I kept justifying my point, and she said, every time I want something, none is there. And it went on. It drove me nuts, but I don't feel responsible for her. She is victimizing herself. I ended our conversation, but now I don't want to go back. I decided to ask my partner to start saying no to me so I can practice accepting borders. I really want to be different and not ever give anyone a guilt trip. That's horrible. What do you think? Much love and light. So that was Wednesday. And a good 24 hours later, here's part two. This thing with my mom still bothers me. It brings up how she used to grill me with her accusations until I cried. I have got some forgiving to do here and giving back energy, but it is so repulsive. I think I am still hurt and angry here. I don't want to be. I have a life to live, and I want a healthy relationship with my mom. 
The whole mom story seems really intense. When I get to the subject, I get really tense. I hope you can give me a hint here on how to help myself. I am sure you said it before, but I think now the brain between my ears wants to listen. So these are, you know, the kind of mom issues we have when we are children. And if we don't solve them when we are children, and we don't get to a place where we can talk to either parent, but especially a mother and daughter, because the daughter is going to emulate. There's that that known fact that the most influential person on any human being is the same sex parent, right? So if one of if your same sex parent is missing from the equation, you're constantly needing that parent. So here we have a relationship that's there but it isn't a healthy relationship. It's actually quite dysfunctional if what she is feeling is that tense every time and her boundaries aren't being respected. And also, from the mother's point of view, the mother still thinks you're the child and you should tell her everything. And whatever she got used to teaching you, she doesn't know how to change that. It's really interesting how... I want to say it is ingrained in the blueprint of your relationship that she's the boss and you're the child. Some parents see them as someone who's supporting their children. Others see children as someone that should listen to them. So how your mother sees the relationship is a big part of this. Like why do you have boundaries now? To her that's an insult because she's used to you just probably telling her anything, even if you guys fight about it or whatever, but she is used to that level of communication. So they come up with these things, you know, like why is it that an unhealthy mother-daughter relationship leads to a poor relationship with yourself? It hits you in the self-esteem department. It hits you in the self-criticism department. And so what happens to you is you don't feel trust and you don't feel like this ability to attach, not only to your mom, but to even want to attach to others. So you've obviously seen enough to say, okay, I can't attach here, but I can't attach to others, and you form relationships you know, like your own partners and that and friendships and all of that. But there's something else behind this, and that is communication being the biggest issue here is that when you are speaking, you're speaking, trying to be empowered, trying to protect yourself, and the things you're trying to protect yourself from are said right back to your face, And now you making her feel bad is your fault. So on top of you not wanting to talk about something, now you're being blamed for another problem, which starts adding the weight, adding the weight brick by brick until it's so heavy you collapse under it. You don't want to do what she's doing to you to others, so you're very aware of what she is doing. And you don't like it enough to say, hey, someone test me because... I kind of know I could be like my mom, but I don't want to be. 
I love my mom, but I hate, I hate when this happens. The fact that you tense up. So you have to understand somewhere in your head, and I know you do, or you wouldn't have been writing, is that you can't change her. She's older. She doesn't realize what she's doing is wrong. And unless she says what you said, I really want to be different and not ever give anyone a guilt trip, it's going to be a fight. And you don't want to cut off your parent and be estranged from them because there's a certain level of understanding that you can have and you can limit your time. And there's ways to do that without hurting yourself. So you can limit your time by when you are there with her, there's a third person, whether it's your father, partner, or a friend, but not to be alone if you can help it in that limited time that you are there. And be kind and be fine and just say things are fine instead of, I don't want to talk about that right now. If she brings something up, you got to just say, everything is great. What do you want to talk about? Because things are great even when they may be a challenge. If anything, while they are a challenge, they're even greater. Even with our parents. It's hard. I always knew when my mom was alive and we would talk on the phone every Sunday for like two hours while I cleaned the house, I knew that whatever I told her, I knew exactly what she was going to tell me back. There's no way we don't know our parents. They're the first people we knew. And there's no way they don't love us. They may not know how to love us, but they do love us. It's hard. It's hard to remain confident when you're talking to her because she will bring out that child in you that felt muffled. It's hard to say I want to set up healthy boundaries because now you're saying, you know, this isn't healthy. Think about what it says. I need to set a boundary. Well, it's because you don't have them. Things as respectful as possible without cutting off all communication. And it's a hard thing to do. But a great example of that, I know it's it's a weird example, but my ex-husband. We, I believe, and I know he knows it too inside, even though he doesn't want to admit it all the way. We were better after the divorce than we were in the marriage. And I would say, how could that be? And he'd ask me to remarry him three or four times. I lost track. 
but there was something I learned that I respected about him. He could not, could not handle being too close to someone. It made him feel vulnerable. It brought out anxiety in him. It just made things happen in him that there was nothing I can do to change. So I knew that there was no chance to change that person. No matter what I said, no matter how firm I was, no matter how confident I was, no matter how I set up boundaries, even without using the word boundaries, just to protect myself. There was no communication. It was all games. Oh, you're happy? Let me take something away from you. Oh, you want that? I'll make sure that's exactly what you don't get. So what did I learn? That if I kept him at arm's length where he wasn't so close to me that I was invited to his mental internal party of how he talks to himself, we were able to enjoy each other. There was enough love and I I realized that every time I got close to him, all the games would begin. And you would think the opposite, right? You would think that when you get close to someone, it gets better. At least I thought that. And everywhere else in life, friendships and other relationships I had at work or anywhere, the more I knew somebody, the better I felt. Because at least you know what you know. And then if things you outgrow them or you taught each other whatever you needed to teach and the energy just wasn't there anymore. Everyone goes on and continues to live life because we have long lives to live. And at times things are intense and at other times they're just not. No one's fault. But with people who have that internal argument going on all day long, and all night long, and every waking hour, no matter who they're talking to, they have the same issues. You are not going to change that. Keeping people at arm's length that have that makeup of needing either to control or feel that whole thing of being victimized by you as though that's all you have time to do is victimize others, Them telling you that they're victimized by you is victimizing you. It's that projection. Well, here, I'll show you how hurt I am, and you did it. And there's the finger pointing. And you're standing there going, oh, my God, what have I done? And then you get stressed. You don't know how to behave. You never want to do it to anybody else. You want to run away, but you don't want to run away because it's your mom. You don't want to not have a relationship with your mom. So what do you do? Invite the energy in in the first place. You don't go and say, well, I'm stressed because my partner fill in the blank. I'm stressed because of this. And then not tell them. 
Because that is torture for someone like that. It's not good or bad. It's just a fact that if they are that person who needs to tell you what to do and how to do it, and you come in with a problem, that's baiting them. You're giving them the bait, right? So what did Christ say when you want to change anything? Whatever habit, because you guys are in the habit of behaving this way. So it's not about what you say. It's about breaking the habit of how you are interacting. But Christ said, and and this has been one of those, you know, top ten things Christ said that helped me navigate in life when I found myself starting to really get bad anxiety over a situation with someone that I don't want to control. Not only can't control, I don't want to. I don't have the time of day to control other people. Takes a lot to do that. So Christ said, starve the dog, starve the problem, starve that thing. Because if you don't feed it, it cannot live. Just like a human, if we're not fed, we're not going to make it. So don't bring the plate filled with food and then say, don't eat it. It's not going to work. This has been going on for a lifetime. It's a big habit to break, and it will take time. But you can't go in with an issue and then tell her you don't want to talk about it. If you don't come in with an issue and she asks you if there's an issue, you just say, hey, you know what? We're doing fine. Not, we'll figure this out. Not, it's okay. Not, I'm stressed by this. Because that is all you need to get that ball rolling in motion. Limit your time. When you go see her, bring her flowers. Talk about a TV show you saw or a book you're reading or a bike ride you went on. And leave it there. It doesn't have to be deep and intense every single time. Because that is exhausting. It's not about somebody saying no or yes. It's about understanding what we are dealing with, especially when we have parents. I know a lot of them. My daughter's in the marrying age, and I hear all the other moms that my daughter grew up with, and if their daughter's not engaged or married yet, holy cow, and they keep digging at the girl. And I, I, I tell them, you know, they're, they're adults. Let her live her life so that she can come to you with her story instead of you narrating her story. I know you keep saying it a million ways and think no one notices, but she notices. I noticed. Pay attention to what we add to the situation we are in. 
And it's true because mother and daughter relationships are complicated, but how we deal with them doesn't have to be. As you start bringing positive interactions to everything, start to see your mom in a different light. You'll start to feel like your mom is a person. And yes, she may have flaws. And that's okay. This is how I deal with it. This is how I feel it. I know she struggles with these issues instead of this is happening to me, this is happening to me, this is happening to me, over and over again. By the time we're 40, we're either going to repeat this because we can't change and it'll just be that way forever in a day or we are going to change what we're bringing into the mix. That's what will happen. There's something to be said about being aware of what's going on independent of what you want. Because it sounds to me like you want to have a healthy relationship with your mom. And if there's a part of your mom that is incapable of doing that, the the pattern has been set. She's that way with your dad. She's that way with maybe her own mom. She doesn't know any different, and she's not really going to think about being different. You have to be different. When you say, I really want to be different and never give up, give anyone a guilt trip, learn on the flip side of that how not to accept a guilt trip, how not to feed the situation to the point that you become guilty. And now you walk in with one problem which, or one issue or one challenge with your partner and then you walk out with two, one with your partner and one with your mother. And then you wonder why you're exhausted and that she can still make you cry till this day because you haven't been able to come up with a plan to challenge the challenge that you are dealing with with your mom because the hurt and the anger are still there but you don't want to be hurt and angry and the only way to step back and regain or even for the first time feel a sense of objectivity with your mother is to treat the situation with that same objectivity. Strength doesn't come in putting someone in their place, fighting back instead of solving back, but just solving the issue that you have by giving yourself the space that you're asking for She can't give you what you need, but you can give you what you need. 
So you walk in, you walk in on a high. You walk in for a limited time. Try the limit. Try to limit for a while the one-on-one time. Try to make sure somebody is there. Talk about things that are positive. Positive begets positive. She may not like it in the beginning. She may wonder what's wrong. She may say, ask you why you're different. I don't know. I just feel better. I wanted to bring you flowers today. Just appreciate her. Do what moms and daughters do when they're not fighting. Your encounter shouldn't be all about what one of you is doing to the other because then you're just going to continue to have this relationship that's toxic. And there are other factors in here. You're both two different generations. I know with my daughter, I mean, technologically, I have no clue compared to her. People go to her for advice at work. And she laughs at me, and we both love that she can laugh at me. I love that she knows more than I do. I love that I have to ask her questions. Because that builds her value as well, which is rightfully so. Two-way street. So you start that ball rolling towards that healthy relationship that you want with your mom. Don't lay out your rules because that brings a lot of confrontation. Be your rules. Don't add to the conversation any of your woes that you need to pay attention to. Pay attention to them. You're going to pay attention to them whether you tell your mom or not. There's there's something I did raising my kids, and I I only thought of this because I got hit by a car when my daughter was nine and my son was seven years old. And while I was being driven home before I went to the hospital, I asked the the ambulance or not the ambulance the the people I was working that day and the people from work drove me to my house and then I went to the hospital and they were going to drive me to the hospital but I said no no no. I I have to have my kids see me. If they don't see me and they hear that their mom was hit by a car, they're going to get super scared, and I think I can make it on the way to the hospital to the house. Can you please drive me there? So they did, and the kids saw me. And, you know, granted, by the time I got there, I couldn't remember their names. I was calling them the names of my um, youngest sister and my youngest brother, but I did know they were my kids. And I did have like a weird weird headache, and my side was killing me because that's where I got hit. But all that being said, I understood what a mom meant to the psyche of their little bodies and little minds, young minds. And I didn't want that to be a defining moment in their life that their mother was hit by a car. And sometimes our mother's words hit us like that. They hit hard. 
but now you are healthy enough, enough to see that that's not healthy. And all those hits that you got over time have become embedded in who the two of you are. So learn that power of silence because that's the third language in every relationship. And bring that positivity in. I'm okay. Things are going great. How are you? Bring her flowers. Bring her something from the bakery. You know, do something that is uncharacteristic but begin the ball rolling in a new direction. And I hope that helps. I hope that that helps you have a better relationship. We all deserve to fight for relationships with our parents. Just because they had us, it didn't make them perfect. But we can always work from heart towards any situation. So go back to that fork in the road and truly repave it with, with love. You guys have a great weekend. I will see you Monday morning. I love you guys so very much. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.